it was really hard to do this episode because sometimes I worry about how I sound. Sometimes I worry about how I'm delivering the message. And the truth be told, this was really hard because I turned 25. There are a lot of black bodies who didn't make it to C25. There are a lot of people who made it to C25 and weren't able to live out the rest of their 20s because they were murdered. Okay, let the, let let that sink in because they suffered from police brutality because their black lives were perceived as a threat. And in some of the safest places where we should be, right, our homes, um, we're not so safe. And so as I think and record and share with you all my journey and living in a quarter water crisis, turning 25, reaching a half of a century, I recognize that there is a young woman who will never be able to live out her next half of the century because she was murdered at the age of 26. And for those of you who know, y'all know where I'm going with this. Her name is Brianna Taylor. Her murderers are still roaming free. Her murderers are still roaming free. And black lives are still dying and are still being tormented at the hands of our oppressors. So it's very important for us as we share this journey, as I talk about my experience turning 25 and what life means to me to just say, if you have not already, please go to change.org forward slash Andy A. N-D-Y dash Bashir, B-E-S-H-E-A-R dash justice dash four dash Brianna dash Taylor. And I'll include this in the episode description box um, on uh, Broke Black Bougie so that you can sign, spread the word, and keep up the good fight. All black lives matter. All black lives matter. All black lives matter. And we must continue to fight for those who can no longer fight. And remember the work that our ancestors put in to keep the movement alive. We got a lot to to unpack um, this week's episode. I've been going for a minute. Now I'm back with the jump off. I'm just kidding. But moral to the story is this episode is in particular is dedicated to all of those who are going through the journey of 20, turning 25, who either have been through the journey of 20, turning 25 and are just trying to figure it out. 25 is a very emotional time, but more so than that, it's, it's a lot to unpack when you turn 25. Like it is a celebration, yes, but it's not like every other year in your 20s. And so while politicking with y'all today, I'm going to talk about the quarter water crisis. And for those of you who don't know what a quarter water is back in the day you were able to get you a quarter water and three other things that was 25 cent and come out with mad snacks in the store but because of the inflation of a dollar 
because the dollar don't stretch as far as it used to, the 25 cent items turn to 35 cent items, which are packed well smaller than the original 25 cent bag of chips um, and juices and whatever else you want to call it, the little candies. And so what I've recognized and what I understand is the 25 cent waters little quarter waters were very precious and they were very symbolic and because a special love in my life has decided to (laughs) talk to me and say yo charlie i really think you're going through a quarter water crisis or i remember when i was a quarter water i decided to dedicate an episode to those who are going through their quarter water journey experiencing their quarter water crisis or maybe just experiencing their quarter water celebrations. So this is for you. We're gonna be politicking about it today. I hope y'all enjoy. We're gonna do some time of reflecting, looking at other individuals who have written articles on what it means to be 25 and what to really expect and how to set goals in the next couple of years. Because let me tell you, you hit 25, in five years, you're gonna be 30. In three years, you're gonna be 27 and you're gonna be on your way out of the 20s and so my expectations because my early 20s was a little bit ghetto it was a little fun I had a lot of fun but it was very much so ghetto is uh to set up in 30s a little bit differently when I look at the age of 25 I think it is a year of change (laughs) get that quarter quarter crisis get 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 out I got it order and change you know whatever but every year is a year of change but I think specifically when you've lived for a quarter century (laughs) right isn't a quarter century 25 a quarter century is 25 a quarter century is 25 yes a quarter of a century is 25 I'm right Sometimes I have to check myself because I say things and I'd be like, girl, I don't think you meant to to say that. But when you live for a quarter of a century, (laughs) it makes it sound really grown. Um, There's a lot that you've experienced and there are a lot of lessons that you've learned and there are a lot of things that you're looking forward to. Right. And so 25 years seems really quick because it's like 10 years ago, I was this age and 15 years ago, I was this age. And I remember memories from these childhood years and these, you know, certain perspectives or or whatnot. But I, I specifically feel like as you get older and you have more life experiences and you take more journeys with you, you start to understand the lessons of life and they come centerfold. But 25 is that period um, where you start to really take an assessment of what being grown is what life is some of the lessons that you've already been met with and i think when i turned 24 a lot of my perception surrounding being grown or having responsibility and really taking care of shit shifted because my mentality shifted you know i think when you're a young 18 19 20 something year old it's all about fun it's all about making a movement movie it's all about just having experiences and turning the fuck up. And as you get older, you start to recognize that it's like, fuck a movement, vo- move, <laughs> fuck a movie. I want a movement. You know, I want something that 
solidifies um, the work that I'm contributing to my community. I want something that helps to create change and this is how I want to do it. So it's no longer about posting on Snapchats and turning up and trying to make every movement seen. It's about enjoying the moments that you are in and really working towards that foundation for yourself. I thought, I, I used to think often that being 25 automatically meant that, you know, you're grown or being, hell, 21 means that you're automatically grown. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. Um, for Just for the simple fact that like, there are a lot of people who are in their 20s right now and who operate like teenagers. There are a lot of people who are in their 30s right now and don't operate as grown, grown, <laughs> I say grown, grown men. Look at that, they're slipping out right there. Um, as grown people. So whether, w no matter what age you are, there's some way, shape, or form that there's an, an individual who don't act their age. Or they may act older than their age because of certain experiences that they've had. Or they may act younger because they're, they're just not mentally in a space where they need to equip themselves to operate it, it from a level of this is how you need to survive as an adult. But at 25, I think it's the time where you start to see people who are either progressing or regressing. And in that sense, it's like, all right, uh, 25, you, your common sense level should be together. All right. Your priorities should be intact. Um, there are certain things you should understand about yourself and there are certain things you should be working towards. But realistically speaking, this could be me speaking from a level of um, a level of privilege because I am a person that knows what I want. And for people who have a passion and their passion fulfills so many other things and they really can't pinpoint what it is that they desire, they still can be looking and so their outcome, whether they're 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, may look very different from somebody like myself. So those are things that, that I have to keep in mind. But um, as a kid, <laughs> looking, looking on, the, on the outside, looking in, my perception of 25 was like, wow, this is a really big age. This person is really, really big grown. And in order to be grown, it comes with these levels of certain, these certain levels of stability. It comes with this certain level of access. It comes with this certain level of understanding of the world around you. And <laughs> the way I perceived people being grown is not exactly how I perceive what it means to be grown now right being grown is not just an apartment it's not just a car it's not just the circle of people you're around it's your mentality it's the way you take responsibility for yourself and for for others around you for your future um it's about how you communicate with people it's really about how you have a level of understanding of your feelings and your emotions and the experiences that you have. It's about knowing when to walk away from shit that don't feel right. Um, it's about walking into things that feel good and consistent, consistently wanting to immerse yourself in those type of experiences. It's about really focusing on your health and your healing and getting into your best spirit, mind, body, um, and so hell, if you would have thought it was a soul train up in here, um, it's a collection of, <laughs> it's a collection, it's a collective 
of things. And even though I'm turning 25 and um, very soon, I always, every year, take a moment to, to reflect. Um, and I often think about the Biggie lyric birthdays was the worst days. Now we ship champagne when we thirsted. Um, and the reason why I think about that is because growing up, there wasn't always a time that, that I had to celebrate my birthday, um, for various reasons, of course. And as I got older, I always prioritized celebrating birthdays and putting my happiness first and not feeling stagnant nor being stagnant during my birth my, my, my birthday year. It's always about elevating, you know, elevating through and elevating forward. So because this is the pandemic and um <laughs> there's not too much you can do. Um you know, coronavirus cases for um for COVID nineteen have skyrocketed. Um in, in many other states, and although New York State has um, it is on the decline in terms of our hospitalizations and individuals who um, have the coronavirus, I am very much so, very much so um, focused on making sure that. I am okay. Every year for my birthday, I set aside time to reflect and come up with these lessons that I've learned. And sometimes it's very hard because it's like you speak truth to things and um, or you'll be like, damn, yeah, this experience happened. Never want that to happen again. This experience happened. This is what I learned from this in X, Y, and Z. Um, but my reality and, you know, um, the things that I've been focusing on is just like this year, <laughs> the lessons have been bigger and my strength have become greater. And so as I entered into my 25th year, um, there are five things that I feel like have become very crucial to me and that I'm consistently working on throughout my journey. The first thing is bigging yourself up more and often. And that reason being um, is because I felt like as a youngster, I struggled a lot with being able to center myself or congratulating myself or not feeling awkward. Like, we all love during grade school having the award season where you get awarded for good work or good things that you do. And then somehow we always become tied to like centering, 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 or how we value people in X, Y, and Z. But for me in particular, um, as I've gotten older, it has been very weird to to center myself and to celebrate myself. Um, or the only time I celebrate myself is when um, there are other recognitions that come across that show me that I, I'm the shit or that I'm doing what it is that I desire to do. Um, and that has to stop. And it has to stop because we have to be able to value ourselves when it is just ourselves and believe in ourselves even when nobody else believes in us. Because the moment we look to others for validation or 
big ourselves up only when other people celebrating us when, when other people celebrate us we won't know how to celebrate ourselves and be genuine to ourselves when we are alone and so it is very crucial um, that no matter what stage we are in our life, no matter what age we are, no matter the things that we're working on, we have every right to big up ourselves for the little accomplishments, for the big accomplishments, for the things that are to come. Um, and I think that pushes us forward uh, definitely in our journey. Number two, the thing that I'm learning to do is to minimize worrying and stress. And this is something that I've spoken about multiple occasions on the podcast when I talk about self-love, um, when I talk about building towards having a, you know, being the best version of yourself. It's such a hard thing to do because at every level of our life, we face a hardship. There's some type of obstacle that exists even when things are going good that frustrate us and overwhelms us. And it's just like, damn, fuck, why can't I get X, Y, and Z together? Why can't I control this situation? Why is this happening? And one thing that is guaranteed in this world is that we are living to die. And some people may say who are in a very different perspective than me is that we are living to live. But moral to the story is one thing that is inevitable, that is not going to change the reality of the world that we live in, is one day we will all die. We all have an expiration day. And not to be too morbid, morbid, but the reality is, is that if we spend our entire life worrying, we won't ever live. You know, like worrying, worrying, spending 40 years of your life worrying, 20 years of your life worrying. Like that shit is, it gets to the point where it's in your system, where your spirit don't operate right. Your body can't even function right without stress. So it's very important that we learn how to minimize our worrying and figure out ways to um, maneuver through those systems when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel like we need to take a break when we feel like we need to just breathe in more positivity because that's the only way we're going to make it through the stressors that is to come. And with that being said, that brings me into the third thing that I'm working through and that I've, I've learned is that faith is everything. Um, whether you're an individual who goes to church consistently or you have a faith-based system, whatever it is you believe, you're a much more spiritual person than you are religious. The truth is, is faith is everything. You know, they always talk about the mustard seed of faith and really that, that being all you need to lean on. But in these past couple of years, my faith has been tested on multiple occasions, but I've walked out of all of my situations unscarred, you know? Um, and so I think it's very important for us to keep faith or have some type of faith system in our life because I definitely don't believe we walk through this world alone. I definitely think the ancestors protect us. Um, at least my ancestors <laughs> protect me. Um, and I definitely believe there are lessons that come centerfold and there are certain things we have to go through in order to unpack our journey to, you know, where we are now. And so it's very important to keep the faith and to understand, um, the lessons that exist in our life and the protections that we have over us. Like, 
even recently when I thought that like, oh my goodness, you know, moving in the middle of a pandemic and being extremely overwhelmed and frustrated and then having to return back to work after being at home for so long and getting your mind, body and spirit equipped to that, you know, and trying to operate again. It's just, it's weird. Nothing is really normal, but there are a lot of things that have happened um, in my life between those two periods that's like, yo, I'm going to be okay. You know, so keeping faith is everything. Even when you feel like you're on bended knee, there are blessings and levels of protections that exist around you. The fourth thing that I'm working Um, working on is realizing that your story is your story. Um, And I've struggled so much, um, definitely relating this back to being younger, Charlie, where when I wanted to tell a story or tell my version of, of something or speak to how I'm feeling, I often felt like it needed to be sugarcoated in order to please others' ears or um, wanting to make sure that I don't be too uh, I don't I don't hurt this person and really the only thing we do when we do things like that is we hurt ourselves because in that sense of us sharing stories and 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 telling it like it is or whatever we're still bending to our oppressor if we're keeping it if we're keeping it a hundred like no matter what we what we do we're still bending to our oppressor when we decide that we want to shape our story for others' ears. No, we got to tell it like it is. There's a song that's literally called Tell It Like It Is. And it's a disservice to tell it like it ain't. So we must tell it like it what? Is. Um, And I'm learning that my story is my story. And even though people may not agree with a certain way that you deliver things or they may not be able to understand why you perceive things a certain way. It's very tough being misunderstood. And I, I, I say that especially as somebody who was a cancer. <laughs> but um, it's very important for you to be able to share your narrative. And I think those are things that I'm learning to unpack more, especially through the podcast, like being able to share your story, being able to speak the way you want to speak, to say things how it is, because if we were a Megan the Stallion or a Cardi B or any other celebrity that I can think of that speaks and says shit the way that they want to say it, it would be accepted because they're a person with more money, more access, more power, and um, they're, they're popular, right? And people cling to them because they are famous. So if we could accept people for how they are in terms of rap lyrics, if we can accept messages that come from people who have some shit to say through imagery, music, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it, um, we should be able to accept that shit from people who got some shit to say. I mean, like, your story is your story, and I'm sticking to it. That's that. Um, The fifth thing that I want to say is healing takes time. You know, and uh, for for individuals who've faced childhood trauma, and I think childhood trauma is something that comes up with every every in every episode that I reflect on through the Broke Black Bougie podcast, centering 
um, candid conversations on life, money, and wellness for young Black women. That is something that is always talked about because I'm not so far removed from it and I'm working through it. And so when you work through these things and when you put things out on the front street about your experiences, your family life, your journey, um, how it feels to be grown and doing X, Y, and Z, how it feels to really just work through some shit, like healing takes time. It's just like the 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 financial, the well, the personal finance aspect of Broke Black Bougie, where we talk about... Um, your personal finances it's a marathon really it's not a race your healing is a marathon it's not a race there are certain things that may affect you differently um versus back then or there are certain things that may take you longer to deal with and address as you work through your healing there are certain things that you may need a long amount of time to take space from to really work through through figuring out what it is or, 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 or why you feel so bothered by this and um, how these things shape your emotions. But nobody is allowed to um, tell you or force you into saying you should be healed from this automatically already. Um, this is something that you should have let go a long time ago. Like nobody is allowed to, 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 to say those things to you because it takes time to work through your journey. So as I enter um, <laughs> the year 25, I'm hopeful that I learn different techniques um, through therapy, through my personal relationships, um, through my personal self-love journey. Uh, to heal, uh, different ways to heal, um, how to sharpen my healing <laughs> experience now, okay? How to sharpen my experience now uh, with the tools that I already have and how to add on other things that I would like to, to work on and um, really work through. But those are five things that I am working at, on, and through, um, and I will continue to work on through the age of 25. I now wanna take the time to address some of the things about 25 that I feel like we should really be able to talk about because I know for a fact when other loved ones around me turned 25, they felt really weird. You know, they also had a quarter water crisis, but nobody really wanted to speak about it because it's one of those things that's just like, I'm still young, you know, I still have time. I'm still working through things. We're going to figure this out. But I thought it would be really dope to, and excuse the background noise because I'm recording in my um, kitchen currently and there is a bus stop that is outside of my apartment building so if you hear some noises just know it's it's all good um, but I wanted to take some time to reflect on what other people have said about the year 25 and some thoughts there was a article that was written on <laughs> um, 
the thought catalog and for those of you who don't know I've really been like really deep with the thought catalog since high school and I love it um there are a lot of other people who have found themselves in tune with the thought catalog as well but they're a really popular place to just have thoughts a collection of thoughts ideas or whatever and um it's definitely a site you should check out but I wanted to share some space to talk about this article because it's very true about thoughts and opinions that people should have when they turn 25. Um, So here we go. This article um, is just written as family growing up and some thoughts about turning 25. Number one. When people hear I'm turning 25, they like to joke about how a quarter of my life is already over. I'm not sure why it's supposed to be funny. You're literally joking about my death, people. But worse than that, it's not even accurate. It's not that a quarter of your life is over, okay? And this is me speaking, reflecting on um, this post. But it's about a quarter of your life is beginning, right? You're, you're beginning to um, enter a new phase of your life. And that is something that should be celebrated. Number five, I'm skipping around. Most experts believe the brain is fully developed by the age of 25, which means that for 25-year-olds, the personality is pretty much set, which means who I am now is who I am going to be for the rest of my life at least to an extent. I can't decide if that realization is comforting or terrifying. Sure, change is exhausting, but something about stability scares me. For me personally, I feel like even though they say the brain is fully developed by the age of 25, there is room to grow. I always say to my loved ones, like even at the age of 24, I'm a baby, you know, I am very much so a baby. Um, <laughs> even though I would argue with my mom all the time, like, no, nah, I'm not a baby. Like I'm grown, I'm grown. Treat me like a, a, a grown up. Um, I think I've reached the point in my journey where my mother recognizes that my baby is grown and it's not something that needs to be said. It's not something that she needs to tell me, Hey, you're grown. I know that <laughs> she knows that I'm grown from how I've created stability for myself, um, the level of conversations I'm able to have with my mother, how I'm in a position now to help give back and make sure my mother has what she needs. Um, how I'm able to communicate. I think the communication piece is very important because as a youngster, I always remember my mother being like, nah, nah, nah. Like, you are set, honey. You know, and this is the, 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 one of the very first times in um, my life where I felt like I didn't have to be like, yo, I'm grown, I'm grown, I'm grown. Like, I know you grown. You know, this year, I had a conversation with my mom about a week and a half ago and she was like, my baby, my baby turned to 25. Man, I feel old. And um, 
my baby turning 25 and I had to tell her, I was like, well, you know, we're all future old, you know, we're all future old. And that was a, it was a nice laugh because she was like, yeah, yeah. You know, like nobody wants to claim being old, but being old, you gain wisdom, um, you're growing and there's always room for growth. So I just wanted to, to respond to that point. Um, point number six, following uh, from this post on some thoughts of 25. If I'm being totally honest, 25 is the year of my life that feels like real adulthood. I now find myself in a strange conundrum where I'm too old to get away with the same stupid shit I used to, but still somehow too young to really be taken seriously. I'm no longer... Um, I no longer get tattoos on a whim or move across the world at a moment's notice or follow strangers into seedy basements of secret clubs, but it's still easy for people to laugh off my ideas, my ambitions, my opinions. Someone would tell me I'm an old soul, then say I'm not old enough to understand what that means in the same breath. You'll get it someday, they tell me. Ha! I'm laughing at this because... To be honest, that's what I felt like 24 was. Like, I'm a baby, but I'm still grown. And a lot of the the perceptions that I had of myself at the age of 24, like, I, I should be doing this more. I should be showing up for myself in this way. I should be more consistent about X, Y, and Z. People were telling me, like, yo, like, do you not realize how good of a position you are in right now, like what you're doing, what you're working towards, like you're straight. And I'm like, once again, we go back to like, right, validation or bigging yourself up. Like it was hard for me to do that because I felt like I was more stagnant than the perception that I had of where I was supposed to be at that age as a kid. Like as a kid, when I was 24, it was supposed to be X, Y, and Z. But now that I'm in the real world and understanding what it means to be this age, this is what, this is how we do it. It's not fair. It's like, you just got to live the age for what it is, grow, set some goals and figure out this is the route to achieve it. Let me take a sip of this water. Cause my throat is getting raspy. But to self-reflect on the age of 25, I definitely feel like shit should already click. It should be clicking. Like, Shit clicked for me at 24, and I remember talking to a friend, and he was like, nah, it'll click for you when you're 25, and I'm like, bro, it's already here. I've already, like, it's already clicked. Whatever is supposed to be click, 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 click for me when I'm 25 has already clicked for me when I'm 24. 25 is just like, this is just game mode season because... Ain't no you a baby. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm big grown, baby. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. I'm not big grown. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still a baby. I'm still young. I still have room to, to grow. But I'm also at a level that it's like, this is, you are, you're grown, you know? You're not a little kid anymore. Uh, some of the things that the author wrote about going into little the sh- secret clubs and shit like that or doing stupid shit. I don't really think I had wiggle wiggle room to do stupid shit, especially not the way that I grew up. So um, I don't think that that refers to my journey, but it definitely can refer to the journey of just being kind of senseless with the choices that you make. You can't do that as you entered into the age of, of 25 or 
as you get old. Like, there's just some shit you shouldn't be doing. And we know this, right? Because we see 30-something-year-olds that do dumb shit all the time. I just see 40-year-olds doing stupid shit. It's just like, what age are you? Like, you know that at your age, not your shoe size shit? Like... You really got people out here acting like they, they 20, but they 40. Get your shit together. It's just, I don't understand it. Bless you. Bless you. Faith. Faith. The faith thing, just keep the faith. All right. Um, but I do think that priorities in this in this case is something that's more important. Like having fun and being able to turn up and to, to have a good experience is amazing. And... Um, it's amazing, but that's not all life is. Life can be a big turn up, but it's not all about me feeling loud music in the club, being in a section, getting lit, you know, having a celebration. That's not what it is. Sometimes life is pain. Sometimes life is celebration. Sometimes life is trying to work through an obstacle that you face in your life consistently and jumping over that hurdle finally for the last time. Sometimes it's seeing other people transition onto another chapter of their life out of your life. Sometimes it's seeing somebody or grieving over somebody who's no longer here, whether it be physically um, or just a phase of a relationship that has ended. You know, it's it's a combination of those things. And I've done had some great turn-up times. And I know that for me, you know, as I entered into being the lit auntie that I know I'm going to be, um, it's going to be more of those type of celebrations. Like, when I want to get up and get out, I'm going to be getting up, getting out. That's a part of the bougie-ness. That's bougieville right here. I want to get up, get out, and, and, and do something, you know, and do something that, that not only makes me feel good, makes my spirit feel good, that'll make my future feel good. You know, this is all, all, all around the world, different song. It's the same song, but it's a different song. So, yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to reflect on that the author wrote about in this post is um, the belief systems that people have about what it means for you to be grown in this age, right? What it means for you to uh, be able to have ideas and be respected for those ideas at a young age because it's like, oh, you're too young to want to do this. Maybe you ain't got no money. Or you're too young to do this. Maybe you don't know what you want. And I felt like as a kid, when I said I wanted to do X, Y, and Z, I would I was told no because exploring the arts wasn't gonna make you no money. Or um wanting to to practice this like don't nobody ain't nobody able to do that because we we and this is exactly why i say people or little ones should be encouraged to do those exact things because as they get older if we push them away from their creativity if we push them away for doing things that they desire it will lead them to being conditioned to operate in the same cycles where we don't see people pursuing the arts we don't see people doing things that they desire we see people getting laughed at so being at the age of 25 i still see to this day individuals laughing 
at people who do things out of the ordinary or things that are very untraditional or unconventional. And that's okay. It's okay because I know for a fact that people can succeed by doing things that are not typical and like everybody else. Come hell or high water. <laughs> yes, but um, I definitely do believe that. So in reading the, the author's um, sentence that centers on people laughing at ideas, opinions, and, and, and narratives, I totally get it. Um, and I ended up chuckling at the last sentence on being an old soul because it's like, I have always been deemed um, an old soul, you know? I, <laughs> I've been an old soul since I was like maybe 11, 10, 12, 13. And a lot of it is because I was raised in a Southern household and being raised in a Southern household, a lot of the times I feel like people adapt old souls because a lot of the things that we learned from people who were born in the South, raised in the South, the type of rhetoric and teachings that they have, um, it's definitely centered on old lessons, old narratives that we hear stories about other individuals in music that often feeds or fills into different experiences and journeys through black life and as i got an older the music that i would be like man i don't want to hear this shit i don't want to listen to this even i wouldn't say shit but that's how i felt um it's the same music that i clean up to on saturdays and sundays it's the same music that i cook food to it's the same music that fuels my spirit and Hopefully, in the near future, when I do have children, they will be ready to, ow, oh yeah, chop and style my ass on up out of here. <laughs> because I am irritating them with the same music that annoys them and shit like that. And they will grow up to love the same things, hopefully. It doesn't always turn out that way, but hopefully it's something that they will be invested in. The last point that the author makes is wondering um, if age really means anything at all. And not in a sense of just being able to do what we want or not follow <laughs> different structures of societies and laws that exist or whatever. Just sitting and really thinking about what is the meaning of age and time. And so that paragraph reads... Sometimes I've wondered if at a certain point, age means anything at all. I have a 26-year-old friend who seems decades wiser and an 86-year-old grandmother who still swears she's 18. And then there's me. I really don't feel young or old. Maybe I just fall somewhere in between. And I thought about that because it's like as each year we get older, we always may see a family member that be like, baby, I'm 70 years young. Or you have somebody be like, 56, old, old where, you know? Or you have somebody who, an elder, who would tell a 20-something-year-old, you think you've grown, but you really have no idea. Truth be told, I think age is meaningful. 
it's meaningful because it allows you to know the time you were on this earth. It allows you to understand the perspective sometimes people have based on the situations that they've been in or the experiences that they've had through um, their life journey. If you grew up in a particular time, there may be certain morals and values that you take with you. There may be certain things that you understand better than others. Um, And it's a collection, right? A collection of historical moments in time and of your identity. I think age is very meaningful. Um, In that same breath, I often feel, just as I said earlier in this podcast episode, that just because someone is grown, it doesn't mean they act grown. It don't mean that they come with grown folks' responsibilities. Hell, there are some people who don't want to be grown and prefer to mooch off of other grown people simply because being grown at times can be too much. But I think it's fair to say that age doesn't necessarily equate to maturity. And that just because you are grown doesn't necessarily mean you are mature. And just because you are young doesn't necessarily mean you are immature and have no idea as to what is happening and what you desire in the world around you. Typically, when people converse with you, they want to know what is your life's plan? What do you want to be when you grow up? If you're not there yet, what are you working towards? And the typical question you may get is, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? When you're young, it's very easy to answer that question because you start to dream big and you have all of these ideas about what it means to be grown. And then you arrive at being grown and you realize certain paths you want to go down what it means for you to be able to reach your goals and how to be a lot much more intentional about what it is that you desire. And so, whereas it used to be very simple to answer the question, now it may be like, you know, in my three-year to five-year plan, I've had to reroute. In my five to 10-year plan, I plan to do X, Y, and Z, but I also know that seasons change, my mood can change, And maybe that's not exactly what I desired to be. In the year of 25, that's how I feel. I've given a lot of reflection to the five-year question and five years being 30 where I want to be. And I tend to be one of those people that really likes to control my outcomes, but recognizing that I have to trust the process and that's not how it works. And so in living this life, (laughs) I can only kind of estimate, (laughs) guesstimate rather, where I want to be and what it is that I desire. And what that looks like for me is wanting to, number one, be in a space where I'm closer to being at the end of my career, the, the end of my educational career. You know, I've did grade school, did it all the way up to the 12th grade, did undergrad, did grad school, took a break. And I know for myself that I really do desire 
um, to pursue a, the, the next level degree, but I want to be able to give myself space first, make sure that it's the right thing that I'm, that, that I'm getting myself into and making sure that it is something I desire as we get to that next stage. Number two, I also see myself <laughs> um, on the move. Right. So whereas I've been in New York State for all of my life, um, I would like to live in another state or, you know, just experience a different space that is much more black, much more centered on the black experience um, and has much more rich history in terms of. Um, damn it, support for black lives. I. You know, I've it's just it, that's just it. I would just want to be in a black ass space with black ass people doing black ass shit. And both of the cities that I've lived in, um, are though there are certain concentrated areas of black people, predominantly the culture is not like a southern place where you go down south, there's a black community and you walk into a restaurant and they automatically playing your shit and they don't switch the song, they continue playing your shit. You know, that's the type of vibe that I wanna be on. On the move and um number three, closer to my financial goals. So I have these goals set up for myself that I want to be able to achieve. And that I definitely want to talk a little bit about. Um, and I, I think I, I, I'll save this for a, a blog post for sure. But that's definitely something that I want to work towards. Um, and, and the reason being why I want to work towards this is because I just feel like you cannot feel grown or, or feel stability for yourself and actually be able to work through those things if you yourself are not in a good financial space. Like part of the reason why Broke Black Bougie was created was because of my pitfalls, just trying to figure out what it meant to be a black body existing in this space and just figuring out adulthood and not having my shit in order. Like, <laughs> you, you, you know, so like in the next half of my 20s and as I enter into my 30s, I definitely want to be in a space where like <laughs> 10,000. I mean, you know, I, I got way more than that. You know, I mean, 20,000, I'm sitting on way more than that. Like, that's the type of time I would like to be on simply not through just talking about it, but like really being and immersing myself and working towards the goal and, and, and going through that experience. Um, so yeah, in the next five years, I see myself doing that. And I also see myself creating a bucket list and working on that bucket list. Like there are a lot of things that I want to be able to do with my mother. Um, there, there are a lot of things that she hasn't been able to do yet. Um, in her 50 some odd years of being on this earth. And so I want to be able to share experiences and have experiences with my mommy and really do some like family oriented things because I feel like a lot of that was disrupted with um, some of the experiences that I faced as a kid growing up. And, you know, adult, adulting dynamics between family members, communication skills and I just want to immerse myself in an experience that's centered on love and compassion and growth. And I think there's no other better way to grow than to travel and experience different black bodies from across the diaspora and eat some good ass food and sit on a beach with my bikini. So yes, 
those are things <laughs> that I'm really looking forward to. And it, it seems really hard to talk about these things, right? Because we've been in a pandemic and everything that I've never thought would happen has happened. And so it's very hard to be like, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z because X, Y, and Z has become a thing now. It's like, eh, all right, well, it don't look like we're going to be able to do this for a while. Like, one of the things that I miss that I so appreciate a lot is concerts. I love concerts. I love concerts because I love music. Um, I love to uh, to jam out to old school music. I love to sing to these lyrics. I just, I love the the energy that comes through my body and that comes through other people's bodies who's immersed in the experience of being at a concert or just hearing sounds that feel good to us, right? And so because of COVID, we haven't been able to have that in a very long time. And one of the things that I love to do is going to concerts and that's been on hold. And so in the next couple of uh, years, I hope to be able to see artists that I I want I want to see, um, uh, Lord willing, that, that, that they're still here. I mean, I say this because um, rest in peace to Betty, Betty Wright. She has passed. She is an ancestor now. And I wanted to see her in person because she got a lot of good songs that I love and adore. Um, who else do I want to see? I want to see Raphael Sadiq. Raphael Sadiq has come to the East Coast multiple times. Um, and I've missed him every single time, but he got some tunes that I need to hear. All right. I, I need to hear. I need to feel. One of the other things that I said I wanted to see is I wanted to see a tribe called Quest. Um, when Fife was still 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 alive, rest in peace. Um, but I wanted to to see them, and you know, one of the original members gone. And so I just want to be able to just sit, be with music, and I know that I'm not going to be able to do that stuff right now. It's going to take a take a while to catch up to be to be able to go back outside, to get acclimated, to have experiences with other people um, because of this this you know, shit called life and, um, experience living in history that no really body really expected for, you know, us to happen. So I say this to say there are a lot of things that I want to see for myself. There are a lot of things that I, I believe that I can achieve, um, in the next couple of years. Now it's just like putting a plan together and really being much more intentional. The year 25 can be great. Um, you reach 25, it's a blessing to see another 25 years and another 25 years, I'll be 15. I'm trying to knock out the next five years, having it be the most turnt, fulfilling, um, compassionate, um, and happiest moments of my 20s. Because Lord knows the, the, the beginning ones were struggle. Now, if you were an individual who is listening right now, if you are an individual rather, who has experienced that same turmoil of having, you know, a shaky beginning to your 20s, you hope for more stability. If you're an individual that has had more stability in your early 20s and you're looking forward to keeping and maintaining that, continue to keep, maintain, and wish for that and work towards that in the next half of your 20s because what goes up must come down. What goes down must come up. And then there's, you know, this little weird space of being in between. But um, you always have the opportunity to move on up to the east side in a deluxe apartment in the sky high high. We are moving on up.
Why is it, it had to be east side? Why couldn't it be west side? Because, you know, I grew up on the west side of Mauritius or whatever. To the east side. And we finally got a piece of the pie high. I, I, I. I'll talk to y'all soon.